Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG, starting with Adventure MT1, All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 33 of All This and World War II. It's a full-page illustration, and it's a welcome break because it comes in the middle of a highly regimented part of this adventure. Ever since the player characters took off in their time machine from the sewers of San Diego, it's been bing, 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 one thing after another with no chance to escape, or at least so the author thinks. As we saw yesterday, his railroading is not terribly effective, but his heart's in the wrong place. You showed up to a dozen Nazis in a tank trying to take down three American soldiers who are all pinned down with nowhere to go, and plus your time machine was in a gully, and plus the Nazis are coming, so you gotta run away to the American camp, and then you go to the American camp, and the general likes you, and Captain America trusts you, and they've heard of these super weapons you're looking for, but those super weapons could be in one of two places, and we can't visit them both. We've got to split up. If only we knew where those places were. And then you're like, wait a minute, places, you say? I have a book with places in the name. Let me just open it up. Hey, what do you know? These places are here. What a coincidence. Now we're all off to go fight Nazis in two separate locations. Thanks, Hamilton Crane. It's it's exhausting. Acting out these intricate fantasies of the author about exactly how things are going to go down. And spoilers, we're going to get we're going to get more ham-fisted manipulation coming very soon. But today the author is quiet. Today it's a full page illustration and we get to see superheroes just hanging out, just being themselves, just being weird. That's what we love about superheroes. They're heroic and strong, sure, but so are lots of real life people. Superheroes aren't just heroes who are very powerful. It's that they are also real weirdos, real weirdos who dress up in costumes. That's what sets them apart. And this is a wonderful page that shows a great comic book trope of the two superhero teams from two different worlds meeting one another. In the middle of the page, we've got Captain America, Golden Age version, shaking hands with Hawkeye. Hawkeye's got his hand on his shoulder, too, real condescending-like. Like, little does this motherfucker know that he's about to be frozen for 20 years and then wake up to my smug fucking face questioning every decision he makes for decades. Enjoy the world without me while it lasts, Captain America. The age of Hawkeye approaches. Uh, Bucky's just pointing at himself with one finger, kind of sort of looking at Wonder Man, but mainly just sort of looking at nobody. He he looks like he's saying, and I'm Bucky, but nobody asked. Like everybody else was talking and now their conversation is moving on and he's just going to pretend somebody was looking at him. And he's like, I'm Bucky. Just a little hedging for his own ego so he can tell himself. If I hadn't said anything, they probably would have stopped and asked me who I am. So it's sure a good thing I said I was Bucky. Then in the upper part of the page, we got all our other heroes crammed in, and uh, they're on two separate sides. We got, in the upper left-hand corner, the West Coast Avengers. We got the Vision, an amateur, looking directly into the camera. Next to him is Scarlet Witch, with her arms folded on her chest, looking nondescriptly pleased. I'm not going to pretend that you can read anything in her face. It is a very sketchy, generically pleasant woman's face. But it does invite speculation, and I just want to point out, Scarlet Witch is a recently but not newly wed on a trip to the past, which is kind of like a trip to Las Vegas, right? It's separated from all the people, all the places and all the events of wherever the fuck you're from. It's a totally different batch. You might fuck around, have a little fun in the past. And the Scarlet Witch is kind of sort of looking down toward where Simon Williams, Wonder Man, is standing. 
oblivious. He's just standing there with like his hand on the back of his head, looking real awkward. And maybe she's thinking that guy over there on the other side of the tent, that's the human torch. Jim Hammond, the human torch, the original human torch, whose android body is the same android body that I am married to and presumably making synthesoid love to on the regular. And then down here, we got Simon Williams, whose brain patterns are the basis for my husband's brain patterns. And Vision's a real cool guy, not insecure, not jealous. Wonder Man is the Marvel Universe's first recorded himbo. He's easy. And Human Torch over there, I don't think he's seen anybody. Possibly Scarlet Witch is contemplating the philosophically interesting possibility of getting double or even triple teamed by just her husband. You can't not consider an opportunity like that. Three guys in the bedroom, two dicks the same, one dick different. Two brains the same, one brain different. Two of them you know really well, already in an intimate relationship with. One of them, basically a stranger. Two of them synthesoids, one of them basically a normal dude. I mean, I know that Simon Williams is technically like a living entity of ionic energy and has no true biology, but he also has a serious lack of imagination, and so his vast potential as an ionic being is focused into appearing to be a regular dude. So he's like a regular dude. It's all just so pleasingly symmetrical. It's like getting railed by a Venn diagram. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm projecting on Scarlet Witch here, but I just feel like, I don't know. I guess I wish that my sex life were more philosophically complicated. That's all. We can talk about this. It's still Sexy Topless Climate Change Podcast Party. Anyway, that that is some groundless speculation about what Scarlet Witch is thinking about. Right above her in the illustration, though, no doubt that is Tigra in the back of the pack, not yet having really entered the social situation, fixing her hair for sure. That is what she's doing. She's reached up. She's like fluffing up her hair. That's clue number one that Tigra is trying to get laid in this scene. Clue number two is that Tigra is trying to get laid in every scene in which she appears. Uh, we got Moon Knight here, arms folded, looking pretty unimpressed with everybody. He's too dark and brooding for this. He doesn't do the friendship superhero scene. But the best thing, the dumbest thing in this page, okay, everybody is hanging out inside this uh, tent on the military base. You can tell because you can see the tent flaps behind them. And outside, you can see not only people, but also like trees or smoke. There's something drawn there. And they're in the distance. So clearly, our heroes are inside the tent. They're in a tent, and Human Torch and Toro are fully aflame. And that's a little detail that would be kind of funny. But what makes it so much better is that Union Jack and Submariner are are selling it. They're not just like doing their own thing. Like Union Jack is standing right next to Human Torch. And he's got his hands drawn up and he's scowling at Human Torch like, what the fuck, man? We're in a tent. I am right next to you. <laughs> could you please like turn it down? Are you worried they're not going to recognize you? Maybe you could maybe you could smoke. How about that? Maybe just kind of glow. You don't need to be a blazing inferno right next to me. And Submariner is like squatting down. He's in a weird posture, a weird defensive posture. And he's also scowling over at Human Torch and Toro. It's hard to tell when Namor is scowling given his eyebrows and, you know his personality, but he is definitely throwing some shade over in Human Torch and Toro's direction. And rightly so. He's a fucking Atlantean. He needs water. He'll dry out. Don't make him stand next to a fire for no reason. This whole situation is the dumbest thing in this page, but I love it so much because it tells us so much about these characters, especially like I think it establishes character way more as it is than it would if the West Coast Avengers, like, like if Moon Knight were scowling at the Human Torch over being a flame like this. That would be just like these two superhero teams meeting each other. They have different habits, different expectations. Moon Knight's not used to working with a flaming guy. That's fine, but it's all been done. Union Jack and Submariner are united 
in staring daggers at Human Torch about being a blazing inferno inside a tent for no reason. And these motherfuckers work together every day. This is not new for them. They're an existing team with a history. I guess Human Torch does this all the time. Either that or he's showing up for company and Union Jack isn't happy about it. Like maybe when the invaders are just by themselves, Jim Hammond is basically just Jim Hammond. Like he's just a blonde dude who wears a lot of red. And then when we're not fighting Nazis, he's just a guy. But then when company comes over, when we meet other superheroes, he's like, oh shit, my brand. And he just bursts into flames no matter what the situation is. Like, because he truly, he's not doing anything here. He's standing in the tent with his arms folded, just observing and participating in the proceedings. Like Captain America's, you know, speaking on behalf of the invaders and Human Torch is just like, yes, 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 it is good to meet all of you, West Coast Avengers. Totally not acknowledging the fact that everyone else is standing here trying to be sociable and he is on fire. <laughs> I love the the look from Namor. He's he's mad, but he's not like furious. He's not like Imperious Rex Namor here. This Namor needs to work with the invaders. He's got skin in the game here with World War II. He's got to work with his allies. He's not going to haul off and hit anybody or try to put them in a tank with a giant puffer fish or whatever the fuck. He just he's got this this look of salty resignation. He's angry inside. He's just like, dear Poseidon, how long? How long must I tolerate this feckless man and his small clone just frying me alive wherever I go? Anyway, I think we get some great characterization on this page. I'm not sure it really matches the characterization of the characters in the comics, but I don't care about that. If you're going to have fun at the table with people playing the Invaders and the West Coast Avengers, skip the NPC descriptions, skip the history section, just have the players look at this page and play these characters with the relationships and emotions depicted therein, and I think you're going to have a good time. Except the person who's playing the Human Torch, because they're probably going to get killed by some mariner. But then again, you get to fuck the Scarlet Witch with her husband's dick, so at least it'll be an eventful session. Anyway, this illustration is jumping the gun somewhat, because we're not really going to get to the conversation with the invaders about how we're going to address this whole super weapon situation until tomorrow. Join me next time for that on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band. Thanks for listening.